welcome to another episode of A Talk of Opportunity. This is Jose, and with me as usual, Hi, I, Andrew. I, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it's just your intro, man. You can't mess it up every time. I, th- I thought we were doing a thing where I say my name. <laughs> we were. You just kind of skipped me. What's the but you say... But you- Andrew, 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 just, just say your name. Hi, I'm Andrew. God, why do I okay. say it like that? Hold on. Can I... <laughs> <laughs> We talked about this, Andrew. <laughs> it's like twenty seconds in. I've already, I've already taken off my glasses. <laughs> and today we're talking about paladins. No, we're not. <laughs> and Andrew's, and Andrew, and Andrew's. Oh wait, fuck! <laughs> now you fucked up the intro. You fucked. No, up. I fucked it up. <laughs> oh god. Oh, this is a mess. Okay, let's try. <laughs> Andrew. Yo. Fighters. Fighters. You know what fuels a fighter? Beer? Yes. Yes. And, oh, ooh. ooh. You want to talk about what you're drinking today? I am drinking. Hold on. Let me pour it out real quick. Ooh, let, let's, let, let the audio get that. Okay. Actually, it sounded really nice. I know. I am having something I've never had this before. It is an Elysian Dayglow IPA. Whoa. I literally only bought it for the artwork because it shows a tiger shooting lasers out of its eyes. <laughs> so. I figured like the marketing department was like, how can we get people to buy this beer? I mean, this IPA. Well, I mean, Elysian's pretty good to begin with. Their their Space Dust IPA is. Um, Not really. Yeah, it's really well known. It's a good solid IPA. So but let me try. <laughs> let me try this one. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really good. It's got a lot of tropical flavors to it. Man, one day, one day, I'm gonna try to do an effort to get into IPAs. I will definitely help you with that because I have I have burnt myself really badly on IPAs. So I I have like made a list of like beginner IPAs for people. So good, yeah. Because I'm I'm gonna need it. Because I'm always like I'm always like oh I want to try an IPA, but every time like either we're at a party or like. They get together and I try an IPA. It's like this, like super bitter, yeah, I, ale, and we're just like, ah. I made the mistake of one of the very first IPAs I've had was a Dogfish Head 120 minute IPA, which mm-hmm. which they have three. There's a 60 minute, 120, and the 180. Actually, I might have had the 180. Which the higher the time, that means the more bitter and strong it is. So I oh. yeah, so I started out punching way above my <laughs> my weight limit <laughs> and and so because of that like i was like no i can't do this and 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 so i took it as like a personal challenge to like get into ipas and now i do and i love them so yeah oh, all right i might give it a chance yeah but that day is not today because today i'm drinking see if you can guess but it is not this day and it's not this day there will be a day when we drink ipas but it is not this day <laughs> for frodo mm. <laughs> that smells really good what are you drinking? This is a Sierra Nevada oh, Pale yeah. Ale Original 1980. What was it? You kind of cut out there. Uh, the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Ooh, Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Really good. Purest ingredients. It, finest quality. Is that the uh, the torpedo? Uh, no, it's just a Pale Ale. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. This is a handmade natural L 
There are no additives, only fine barley malts, whole hops, brewers, brewers, yeast, and crystal clear water. Oh, I might be thinking. Oh, you know, I think Torpedo might be their uh, their IPA. My bad. Uh, no, but their their pale ale is like. If you like their pale ale, oh, that's a good one. See, now you like pale ales, right? Yeah, I like pale ales. That's as that's as sour, quote unquote. That's how we go. So, so pale ales are really just like a step down from IPAs. So, if you like pale ales and and you have like the um the palate for it. Like all you need to do, and like I said, I can give you the name of a couple like beginner IPAs. All you got to do is just know that when you drink an IPA, it's just going to be cranked up a little bit more on the bitterness, but it's going to be a lot more yeah. flavor coming through. So it's oh. really a lot of it is going in knowing what to expect. So right. So now that we so now that we spend thirty minutes talking about uh what we're gonna drink as we talk normally, uh, let's talk about fighters. Right. So <clears throat> so Andrew, fighters, fighters. Tell me what you know. Tell me the history. Tell me tell me all the things. The good, the bad, the ugly. Well, the word fighter stems from an old German word. No. <laughs> okay, too far, man. Too far. <laughs> no, no, no. Fighters, it's... Fighters is literally one of the oldest classes in D&D. It was one of the original... It was one of the first ones, right? It was one of the original three. It was one of the OG, along with Magic User and Cleric. Uh, and then la- Magic User. Magic User. And then later on in like the Greyhawk supplement, they inter- uh, introduced more stuff. But fighters were... They were there since the very beginning, and um, right, and they've they've stuck around, obviously, and like every other class, they've kind of grown and evolved a bit. Um, I would say in Five E, they've evolved quite a bit because um, I don't know how they were in Four. I don't think I, I've never played Four. Well, that's not true. I did play Fourth Edition, but it was super heavily modified to the point that might as well not have even been Fourth Edition. <laughs> It was Pathfinder. That's why you. No, no, it was definitely not Pathfinder. Um, But I remember in three point five, they're actually pretty. uh, uh, I I wouldn't say bare bones, but pretty basic. Um, A lot of a lot of their um, combat, like prowess and whatnot, came from the feats, because there were a a a multitude of feats in three point five or third edition. I don't know which one I played now. Um, so, because looking back at my books, I realized they say third edition at three point five, and I had a bit of an existential <laughs> crisis on that. Anyways, it's fine. I'm pretty sure to play three point five because you you gifted me your handbook and it was is a three point five. I'm looking at it right now. It's a three point five. I don't even know anymore. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so in three point five or third edition, the fighters were um supplemented a lot by the feats because uh. Whereas in 5e, there's like maybe a couple of pages worth of feats, but in 3.5, there's like a whole section of feats. So that's where the fighters got their thing from. But in 5e, because the feats aren't, the feats don't take a back, like a back seat, but that's not really the, what's the word I'm looking for? That's not really the aim for a lot of their characters. Yeah, it's usually feats are like an optional thing that some people decide. Yeah, a lot. I'm actually genuinely surprised that it doesn't outright say in like the in the beginning character creation, hey, you can forego the um, the stat boost for feats because it doesn't say that until you get to the feats section. Yeah. Um. So in lieu of that, they've really expanded a lot of the fighter uh, capabilities and stuff and. And <clears throat> I, I started out playing a fighter. I think I think that's a really good starter class. It's very basic, very bread and butter. 
Um, but it was also kind of boring, <laughs> you know. Um, it was at least it, for me. For what I understand, it was always just and, like, but then just, it went just from, hit things and walk away. And for what I understand, it was always it was always a bit of like just like hit things. Yeah, exactly. You you just hit things. Um, but it went from being like one of the most boring classes to me one of the more fascinating classes in five E. Um, but I do kind of want to touch on a little something. Yeah. There's still an argument that fighters are boring, even in 5e. And I, I want, I want to say it's not the fact that fighters are boring. It's just the fact that people are not being creative enough with them. Ooh. No, I mean, seriously. Oh. No, seriously, dude. That's it. We lost our two subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just completely alienate ourselves. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, because like, it's like think. Okay, so from a from a character building perspective, look at almost everybody from Game of Thrones that wields a sword. You know, yeah. would you call any of them boring? Like, would you call Ned Stark or Jamie Lannister? Are we, are, we, are we talking season? Are we talking season seven and season eight? Or I'm talking about the seasons that actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, like seasons one through five, maybe season six. <laughs> um, but no, seriously. Yeah, no, they're, no, they're not boring. No, not no, all. they're not boring. And I don't. I and and I I wouldn't say like Land from A Wheel of Time is boring, and I wouldn't say. You know, Legolas or Gimli from Lord of the Rings is boring. So, you know, and 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 even still on top of that, not, it's not even from a character building perspective, but it's just there's more to there's more to combat and more to fighting than just I'm going to run up to the enemy and hit things. Yeah. And, and I noticed as I was reading through the whole thing, I, was, I noticed that there's actually a lot of things in there that if you're not a selfish player and you care about your teamwork, you're actually very useful and have a lot of other things to do. Mm hmm. I mean, because because the fighter, ex- except for certain subclasses, the fighter is supposed to be at, right in the front lines. Yeah, and really, that all depends on how they manipulate the battlefield. You know, because because <coughs> you have you have the what what people call the most vanilla subclass, which is the champion fighter, and really all that is that he's just a really really good fighter. You know, but then you have, but then you have like subclasses like the battle master, which can manipulate and influence like, um, parts of the battle. And, and I think, I think one of the better examples I saw of the battle master fighter that, you know, I experienced firsthand was when, uh, when Howard used his battle master fighter and he's like, Hey, uh, Vesmer's over there. He's got, he's got a couple more baddies than I do. I'm going to use one of my superiority mm-hmm. dice to give him an extra attack. Cause I know one of those. Uh, one of those vampire spawns is like this close to dying, so might as well just, you know, finish it off. Yeah, exactly. Finish it off. Yeah. Kind of le- lessen the pressure. You know, it's just, and it's more about uh, strategic thought. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think Howard is one of the one of the few players I've seen use uh, fighters very um, uh, not proactively. What am I looking for? With like um, a lot of versatility. Versatility. Yeah, versatility. Yeah. Um, like, cause he's, he saved the day plenty of time, but just giving me a second chance or, you know, yeah. Or just, or just by, by using like more defensive options and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. like, I, cause you know, I think, and, and I know 5e is introducing a lot of people. Like I get that. Like people that's never played Dungeons and Dragons, 
But when they see fighter, I need to stop breathing into the mic. <laughs> when they <laughs> now when they see, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one there just for. <laughs> but when but when they see fighter, they think you know, oh, this is a guy that can hit things, and yeah, yeah, that is true. He can hit things, and he can hit things really well. But that doesn't mean that you know he. That's all he does. Like like a fighter, I think I think what. And, and and I'm not I'm not trying to challenge anybody here. Like I'm really not. But I think the biggest problem with the fighter is that it's such a blank canvas that a lot of people don't really know which direction they want to go with it. You know, you say because, something like, so controversial. A paladin, yeah, so brave. Like you kind of know like how they fight. A ranger, you kind of know how they fight. And even like the other classes, like a wizard, you like you know what he's gonna do or whatnot. But a fighter <clears> is <throat> so so basic and so bare bones that like a lot of people I think just kind of see the simplicity in it when really they don't see that there's a lot of stuff they can build up on it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like just because it's very basic and plain in the beginning, actually from the get go, it I guess it might intimidate some people because a lot of other classes it dictates how you play that class. Right. But but for the fighter, you know, it's up to the player to like do whatever you want because you can pretty much do whatever you want. You want to do range? You can do range. Up close? Up close. Pers- uh, support? Magic? Like, it's all there with some flavor and it's all it's, its own fighting style, like, you know, as a fighter. But it's still all there. Right. It's very dynamic, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and and even from, like, a character building perspective, the the fact that a fighter is, I mean, I know I know in the book that it says, like, a fighter is more than just a person with a, with a sword. But... I mean, let, let's really be honest with you. We we've we we've kind of made we we've, we've been making classes that have been going against the grain since the dawn of time. Um, oh yeah, but it's really you can make your you can make your fighter literally anybody. Like, is is he a you know a disgraced knight that just happens to wander into adventure? Is he just a dude that was on guard duty at the wrong place at the wrong time? You know, yeah. like like you can really there's a lot you can build from. And in, in terms of that, and and because because a fighter really only needs two or three stats, depending on which subclass you're going to be building on, there there's more room to kind of you know if you want to put more a little bit more points into charisma, you can and have them be a bit um, more role playing. Which the 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 subclass, the samurai, actually leans more into that, and I, I respect that. Yeah. Um, but but also like another thing. Going back to combat, it's not just movement and fighting. I mean, movement and attacks. Like, like if you like if you go to the combat section of the PHB, there's a whole section there. Like, you know, a, a, a battlefield is more than just uh, punching bags. Like, you can you can be like helping your allies. You can be moving stuff around that's in the battlefield that could you know kind of change things. Like, there's terrain. There's there's this that and the other, and it's just. I think I I would challenge anybody to make a champion fighter and try to make them like interesting. And I think I, it is doable. It's certainly doable. I, I I would love to see that, you know, because it's it's more than just the abilities and the mechanics, you know, when it comes to to D and D. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. For sure. I mean. Yeah. And. <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it, it's really like that for like almost every class. Mm-hmm. It's just 
fighters get the bad rep just because they you know they're they're um they come from they have that um uh, reputation of being just hit things and that's it right uh but if you actually read through the player's handbook you realize that there's actually a lot more there which i was pleasantly surprised because i haven't have i played a fighter no i haven't played a fighter um but i had people play fighters and they have fun with it mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I mean, when you're when you're playing the game, it's, it everything completely changes. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. You know your your theory of the character you gotta make is fine until you actually start like role playing it and like being in an adventure with other people. It just changes hundred percent. I can attest to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, so yeah. Um. So 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 fighters. Yes, we they have that 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 bad reputation. Well, well, I think it's not even as. It's not even necessarily bad. Well, it's, it's, not, just... it's not just that. I think I think it's because every class has a sort of um, baked in, what's the word I'm looking for? Like motivation. Like the warlock, like they're going to be serving their patron whether they want to or mm -hmm. not. The cleric serves uh, their, their god or Healy boys. Yeah, their, or their chosen deity. The paladin is made to smite heretics or subjugate them depending on which subclass you use. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Like each, each, class has their own like sort of uh like direction like a player wants to go in whereas a whereas yeah. like a fighter there's no there's no compass like there's no like map and and it's up it's up to you i understand the intimidation of that because yeah if you gave me if you gave me a blank canvas and told me to make a masterpiece that's not going to happen however i think a lot of that comes down to like you know, talking to your DM and trying to say, hey, is there a way I can flavor my character in such a way that, you know, he does have something that makes him unique, but it, it's not like game breaking kind yeah. of a deal. And and like I said, it because it it is vanilla, but that does not mean you can't make a Sunday from it. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, no. no. I, I mean, and, and, and I mean, to be fair, and let's be honest here, uh, vanilla is the best flavor of all. Um, there's Especially... Especially if you get a vanilla bean with a little black spot oh, in dude. it. Yeah. Especially if you, buy, if you I, buy the premium one with actual vanilla bean. Have you ever had that? I was at, I, oh, yes. Oh. Yes, I was. Because yesterday I was I was doing some grocery shopping. And I was looking for, I, I they had a deal on gelato. It was like three for 10. Mm -hmm. And there was like, and it was like, oh, yeah, here's a, a raspberry chocolate, like cheesecake and stuff like that. I'm like, fuck that. Where's the vanilla? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like digging in the back, and there's one thing of of it was Madagascar vanilla. I Ooh, like, I haven't had that. That's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, no, vanilla is the best. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, and 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 there's a lot to there's a lot there's a lot to do with the fighter. Um, and 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 reading through all of this, and one thing I never really quite understood beforehand, like I know it was like a thing, was I think for the battle master the super superiority dies, which Howard uses all the time. And I'm always like, mm -hmm. what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Like, there's a lot you can do with superiority dice. The bat the Battlemaster is the I would say the best subclass for fighter. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> like, the battle the Battlemaster kicks the crap out of all the Oh yeah, this this is this is this is the dude that like This is the dude that like knows. He knows that he breathed and was bred by battle he was forged oh, yeah. in the fires of battle and oh, yeah. like and, is... and what i love about that is that they didn't just do like oh yeah you, you you can do you know 3d 12 of damage no 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 because like you said earlier in battle like there's a lot more to battle than that 
And holy crap, this guy can do a lot more in battle than just hitting things. Right. Which, and I think which he can do a lot of, but you know. Oh, oh well, I mean, let's okay. So so if we're talking about just straight fighter, like no subclasses, you kind of have to think by the time they're like level twenty, I think they can do what four extra attacks. Which, <laughs> which hold on, keep in mind, a round is six seconds. Yeah. So imagine a dude attacking four times in six seconds, or eight times if he uses his action action surge. Three. That is level twenty. Or oh, Jesus. <laughs> so so I mean we are talking like this is this is legitimately like superhuman levels yeah. of speed. Yeah. So so I mean to me that does not sound boring. This is like but John Wick type of fighting, but with swords. this is. Okay, so actually, I'm I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I was reading on a forum somewhere. I I don't recall right now. I'll have to look it up for clarity. But someone's like, "Hey, what what about like D and D stats for real life?" I think someone asked Mike Merles that or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and he said, or somebody said, that if you take the world's best fighter, like hands down, like the one that everyone believes is the world's best fighter, he might be a level four or five. Damn. So I mean, just kind of just kind of put that in perspective. Like we have a fighter right now that can take 140 HP worth of damage. <laughs> he can attack what, like eight times or something like that, if he uses action surge. No, he, he can attack. He attacked, four times. He attacked four times at one point and dealt like what 64 hit points of damage. Right. Exactly. I mean, and so that that's. That's nothing to scoff at, nah, dude. And, and that, and we're not even counting the superiority dice or anything like that. Right. Like that's just based fighter. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it, it's in the name. Like these guys are excellent in combat. So what's, so what's the main difference between the battle master and the, uh, and the champion? So what's the main difference between like more, uh, battle master and champion? Okay. So, um, the champion fighter kind of think of it in like terms of scale. All right. Like the champion fighter, he deals with the enemies around him. You know, like he obviously he's going to have multi attack later on and stuff like that. And he's going to have like improved criticals and blah, blah, blah. And he can, he he can have another fighting style. So he's going to be worrying about the enemies immediately around him. The battle master is going to be worrying about the entire battlefield. That makes sense. So, so where, so whereas the champion's range of, I guess, concern for lack of a better term is going to be the five to ten feet, depending on the weapon he has around him. The battle master is going to be surveying the entire thing. So yeah, and this is going to be this, and a, a lot of it is based on sight. Remember that. So yeah. if you really want to cripple a battle master, you hit him with blindness or deafness. Hey man, <laughs> and even like, and even, I mean, you well, want, actually, you want to talk about the arcane archer? <laughs> well, hold on. Oh Jesus. No, I don't want to talk about the arcane archer because it's gonna make me. It's gonna make me no. I, yeah, let's talk about the arcane archer. <laughs> but no, no, no. But not, no. But 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 even then, okay. So so even speaking of archers and stuff like that, it says it says in the PHP, you know, your highest stat should either be strength or dexterity, and yeah. and then it says it depends if you want to be like a frontline fighter or if you want to be more focused with archery and finesse. Yeah. Which so uh, which even, is which also sorry to interrupt, but like so. It's, <laughs> Also, I noticed that the fighter can like use any we- uh, any um, fighting style. <laughs> like they're all there. 
yeah, they're all there. And depending on certain subclasses, you only get one. I th- I want to say, I I want to say the champion is the only one that gets two. But that's that's fine. Yeah, the champion um, is the one that gets two. That's totally fine <laughs> because that that makes sense because they are they are supposed to be like the champion. Like if it is, if it is a trial by combat or something like that, this right. is the guy you would pick. So yeah. he's Bron, you know, exactly. He's uh, or you know the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the mountain is the mountain is a golem. No, the mountain is what you fucking guys are right now. You're 25 strength. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're right though. Um, anyways, so, so even then, even if you do pick a, a dexterity based fighter, like you're still going to have a a certain, a certain amount of control over the battlefield because then, because then you're going to be like more ranged and stuff like that. And you're also going to be much more slippery because your dexterity is obviously going to, you know, um, roll into your AC. Um, and I think I know. I know strength base works really well for battle master, but I think dexterity would work too in a thematic sense, because then as the archer, you're obviously going to have a scope over the battlefield. Yeah. And if you have an archer battle master that has sniper, God help you. (laughs) 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 But even then, okay. So, so we've been talking a lot about the champion, the battle master, but even then like, the fighters, the just PHBs, the fighters also get, you know, some magic too. Oh, you the know, Eldritch? Which, yeah, the Eldritch Knight, which, which unfortunately, if you're going to go with that, that means you kind of have to like maybe put Constitution a bit on the back burner so you can up your intelligence a bit. But yeah. they still, but a lot of their magic, because it's evocation and abjuration magic, they can still manipulate the battlefield by, you know, maybe, um, using using some sort of magic to kind of cut the enemy off or they can use their abjuration magic to kind of you know shield themselves and their allies and stuff like that so there's still again a lot of it is still primary battlefield control and that's that's the main word is control, control. you know another one that controls really well um, the battlefield and that's what you understand and, and, and if you do have a fighter like as a dm if your group has a fighter that's going to be like one of the things that you have to deal with is like control yeah you know yeah um what one thing i like about the eldritch uh the eldritch um <clears throat> what's it called the eldritch eldritch fighter knight. eldritch knight yeah it's the uh the freaking uh weapon bond i think that's so freaking cool the and, bond like, yeah. the bonded weapon yeah <laughs> you can <laughs> have that, up to that, two if, if that does not conjure up images of like thor or kratos from god of war because i've been playing a lot of god of war lately <laughs> <laughs> it's so badass you can just call it and like Oh, and it's magic too. Like it's like magical I, attack. I actually read this amazing. Uh, 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 hold on, wait. Does the bonded weapon have a range? Nope, nope. You just get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, try not to read too much from the book. Um, but I actually read this amazing story where um, there's this group and they were they were searching for like this weapon and it was like, it was like a weapon that was like passed down through the ages and stuff like that. And because of it, it had a lot of political leeway. Yeah. Like a lot of gravity. And so they found it and the Eldritch Knight's like, I'm going to bond to it. And the group's like, why? I'm like, just hear me. Out. I'm going to bond to it. And they're like, okay, fine. So he bonds to it. And then like one of the villains shows up and then they made a deal with the villain to like, Hey, you know, we give you the sword. You promise to leave us in this town alone, blah, blah, blah. And the, and the villain's like, okay, deal. And then the villain leaves, and then he activates his weapon bond, 
and and he's and he's like, well, we gave it to him. I didn't say anything about him keeping it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> as as a DM, there I'll be like, you know what? You get inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> you get inspiration for that. Also, the bad guy is uh, impressed. He's not gonna have press charges. <laughs> It's like, I mean, that really all depends. Is the bad guy lawful evil? He's like, well, he stuck to his word. That's true. <laughs> you know? That's true. He did say he can have it. Yeah, he didn't say anything about keeping it. Um, but still, even then, like, yeah, the Eldritch Knight and and the, the real problem with the Eldritch Knight is that all of its abilities take up a page, which is still better than the champion where it takes like, a paragraph. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the Eldritch Knight, it does get some really cool things at like seventh level and blah, 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 blah. But you got to remember a lot of that's going to be uh, supplemented by spell casting yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And, and even the, and even then at certain levels, you can also get magic from any school. So you're not just stuck with abjuration and navigation, but still I've heard a lot of people saying they've had a lot of fun with um, the elder tonight and, and a lot of, uh, it's not, it's not optimal, obviously like you're going yeah, to you're, you're spreading, you're spreading out your, your attributes. So you're yeah. not focusing on like one specific thing, but I, I can. That doesn't matter. I mean, you have you have like a whole new like um, venue for 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 creating chaos with magic. You know, all all yeah, oh yeah. It, optimization takes a big back step to D and D. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's really all about having fun. But can you just imagine the amount of chaos a battle master and an eldritch knight can do? on the battlefield. <laughs> like I, I mean I mean really just if if you have any two fighters, as long as one of them's a battle master, like they're just gonna plow through enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if they have like magic weapons and stuff like that. So speaking of magic weapons <laughs> Dude. Yes. What's up? The Arcane the Arcane uh, Archer. Which which by the way, hold on. I love how like the uh Wizards of the Coast is like yeah, we fucked up with a rogue, uh, with a rogue, uh, with a with a ranger. You know, like here have some some okay classes, some some pretty good classes for the ranger. But let's save the real badass uh, range archer for the fighter. Yeah, I I I I was actually reading the arcane archer. And I'm like, this belongs to the ranger. I mean, <laughs> I, I I understand why it's a fighter class because it's fighting, but it's like, mm, yeah. Some, some, I'm just saying some of these attacks are mean. This is this is the one that like if you ever watch like any like fantasy or anime show out there and you have like the 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 archer from the side and like he shoots the arrow and there's like magic imbued with it and there's like some awesome shit that happens when the arrow reaches the target. This is the class you want to play. You're gonna be well, there's- you're gonna be from afar and you're gonna have the ability to like imbue your your, your arrows with magic and each arrow can do a variety of different things, including like area of effect explosions, you know. Um, yeah. Well, each each um, each arcane shot, I think that's the name of it. Each arcane shot is um, taken from a different school of magic, and so and so they did a really neat thing where they kind of flavored the the shot towards what it does. My personal favorite is seeking arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's that's that's the scene where Hawkeye just shoots an arrow off to the side when he's not looking. Yeah. Just hits somebody. Yeah, he's up in the building. I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but yeah, some of these a, a lot of these are 
Actually, these are all fucking really cool. <laughs> well, the one, I, which is the one that this one that I like, the one that's like, it's like, it's like a straight line and is, you shoot the arrows in a straight line and it's like, it, it's within like one foot circular and any creature, it doesn't matter if it's behind cover or anything because it's all magic. The arrow passes through everything and any creature that it touches, it takes damage. Oh, oh yeah. That's the piercing arrow. The piercing arrow. Is- yeah, it uses transmutation magic and it just blows right through walls. Yeah, right through everything. I just imagine like he's just holding it and like charging it, and you hear that sound like that uh, Men in Black like. <laughs> Wait, why do I hear the why do I hear the Mega Man charging? <laughs> Dude, if you move if you if you move in the battlefield in the in the right like position, you can do a lot of damage to a lot of different enemies. Does it go through everybody? It go, oh, yeah, man. it goes to 30 feet. Oh, holy yeah. shit. It doesn't matter if they're covered. It goes through walls, through everything. So my favorite... Okay, so my favorite one... Well, now my favorite one is the piercing arrow. <laughs> <laughs> but the seeking arrow was really cool. The grasping arrow was really neat, too. You, like, you shoot them, and it, like and like all these thorns come out, and it does like poison damage on top of slashing damage if they try to move. Um, but the banishing arrow <laughs> sounds really fun. <laughs> where you just you shoot them and if they make a charis- if they fail a charisma save they just out of existence yeah yeah that- <laughs> <laughs> holy shit he shot him so fucking hard he's looking for another realm <laughs> I mean that's pretty badass though can you imagine like when we were in that uh in those gates going to the amber temple and like the you know how like somebody uh, somebody banished I think it was Heather who banished uh, one of the gargoyles no. or whatever uh, it was on another plane but like you know that you expect that you expect that from from a spellcaster. You know, like oh, there's some cool magic, and you see like all the lines and like all the crazy conjuration, and then, but then like, can you imagine if it was like a, the the archer and like battles happening, and then the arrows hits and it's disappears. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> where'd it go? I would, I I would actually, if you want to make these really fun, I would I would not say these are magic. <laughs> like, oh yeah! Like, like he's he hit that guy so fucking hard the arrow exploded. The arrow within ten feet of him took like two d six. Like he shot, he shot that arrow so hard he went through walls and hit everything <laughs> within thirty feet. He shot that arrow so hard it made him feeble, so he couldn't deal damage the next turn. <laughs> oh man, which is the one that like blinds one? I can't. Is there a blinding one? Yeah, there's one that causes uh, it blinds the target. No, because I because I know the necromantic one doesn't. Oh, that's the shadow arrow. Yeah, the false oh, vision. Yeah. yeah, the shadow arrow. Yeah, it 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 makes it to where you can't see with, with outside of five feet of you. Yeah, which is <laughs> I mean that's pretty useful. Uh, no, these are all useful. And yeah, that, and the thing and the thing about it is you only get I think two right at the outset, and then and then once you level up to I think ten or wherever you can pick a third one. Ooh. So a lot of that. If I were to play an arcane archer, and who, who's to say that I don't have one <sighs> made already? <laughs> Jose, don't. <laughs> Jose, this was like the first one I told you. Okay, I don't want to. I it. know, and it was very badass. And then from there, it evolved to like a list of twenty. Well, I'm probably gonna go back to this now. Yeah. Anyways, that I told you. I told you by the time the campaign started, you were gonna go back to the original one, which was the the Sacredos Inspire one. Because it's. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> But but like a lot a, a lot of the things about the um 
what makes the arcane archer cool it's not the fact that it does a lot of damage except for the birthing arrow the birthing arrow is the one that does the most damage obviously because it's defecation right um but a lot of these have something useful outside of that you know like yeah. the banishing arrow it doesn't do that much damage actually i don't think it does any damage at first yeah it doesn't do any damage at first but you are going to take that person out for at least a round. So yep. if it's like, so if it's like someone really powerful, Hey, just kind of get him out of the playing field for a bit, you know? So it, a lot of it is, um, utilities. And again, uh, battlefield control. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. just, it just, it's perfectly in line with the rest of the fighter subclasses. Yeah. And it's cool. Um, I mean, and, and like, like we said earlier, you have, and that's why I agree with you a hundred percent now that, you know, if you're, you know, it's so, such a controversial thing you've said, Andrew. I can't believe you said it. But I know. But I agree with you. I like, if, if you're, if you think <laughs> it's boring, the world on fire. <laughs> if you think it's, if you think it's boring, it's mainly because like you're not being creative enough. And like, I'm sorry, but like I was reading through these and I didn't think any of them were boring. I really think it boils down to like people who come from like other uh, previous editions of D and D. You just have that stigma of like, oh, the fighter is just the fighter, you know. And then Wizards really? did a, I think, I mean, and then Wizards kind of like took that and like, nope, the fighter's not just a fighter. And and from what I've understood, because I, I haven't played any of the earlier editions, and I don't know if I ever will, honestly, but, and, but from what I've, what I've understood, the fighters were kind of like that. Like during high level play, they kind of became like useless. And, and I've heard I that before, I, yeah. And I think that's why they retooled it so much so that it doesn't, it's not like that. And and they kind of overcorrected uh, overcorrected because <laughs> because in 3.5 I'm like okay fighters are cool but now I'm like holy shit f- hey fighters and I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's your boy. <laughs> be be careful of the people that you make fun of at high school. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. No, I mean it's cool and, and, and like they they even have everything. Okay, let me ask you something. Sure. The Cavalier. Cavalier? Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah, Cavalier. What the fuck? It's just like a crowd control? Uh, because, yeah, I, I was reading the Cavalier, and I'm like, this is going to be, this is a really good class, but the second you go into a dungeon setting. <laughs> right, I was or, thinking about that. I mean, the Cavalier is a really, hmm. The Cavalier is extremely niche. Because almost all of your abilities, you have to be mounted. Actually, I think all of your abilities, you have to be mounted, right? Well, yeah. For what I understand, it's... Okay. It's, it's the classic knight in shiny armor type situation. Obviously, mm-hmm. the classic knight in shiny armor really are the paladins here. But, you know, you're like... Or 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 just a strength-based fighter. If you really want to be really basic about it, a strength-based fighter right. can be a knight as well. But like, Anyways, go on. But, but you have the Cavalier who, like, it's cool. Like, some of the stuff he can do is pretty badass. Is I just imagine it, like, weaving in and out through the battlefield and, like, you know, like, no, you're not going to do that. Oh, leave my friend alone and all that kind of stuff. Especially if you combine it with, like, some feats, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, Castle Siege, awesome. You know? How do you see this guy in the middle of the, either the Amber Temple or the Tomb of the Nine Gods? Or really, even for that matter, inside of we haven't gotten there. Inside of like uh, Reverend Loved. Well, can you imagine like <laughs> one that would be really that would be really fucking rude if you ran a horse through in inside Raven Loft. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but 
but actually, uh, you know, the Amber Temple has a lot more room than you would think. But I mean, if if, if we're talking like a very classic style dungeon where yeah. it's you know it's like it's like the catacombs underneath the hill or some crap like right. that, and like and the hallways are five feet wide and ten feet tall, like your horse is not going to fit in there. Yeah, and like <laughs> and like I mean, it's cool. I get it. I understood why they did it because if I'm if I'm if I if, if what I believe is correct, um. A lot of people were asking for something similar to this because there, was, there wasn't anything really with like a, a dedicated mounted uh, class. No, there, uh, mounted combat is damn near non-existent in 5e. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. And and, and 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 so I get it. I understand why they did it. It's there for the people who like want to play a very specific type of campaign, you know? Or well, I like, think, yeah, well, I think because... Because I'm kind of I'm kind of looking over the uh, the Cavalier right now, and there is a good amount of stuff that um, deals with being mounted, but a, some of it is not exactly. Um, so I think I think they were just kind of trying to go for the knight in shining armor, but I think they were trying to encompass all the aspects of it, including being like mounted atop a horse and yeah. stuff like that, and you know lancing enemies and crap. Because I mean, like, like um, abilities like hold the line, and it it, it even says like in ferocious charger, you don't need your mount to charge into enemies. So I think I I think well, that's a level fifteen though. Eh, well, that that's true, but um, but I mean, there are some stuff like unwavering mark and warding maneuver and stuff like that. So I think. I think they, it, it even says, it even says here on the very top where it says Cavalier Samurai. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> they're, they were trying to go for the like romantic, like Hollywood version of yeah. these things. So I, to me, the mount version of it, like if, if you were, if you were in a campaign that had grand, like big grandiose battlefields, like akin to like Lord of the Rings or some, some, something like that, then yes, the, the Cavalier would be 100% like, like useful and damn near uh, necessary, but in a normal setting, I think the mount kind of boils down to upgraded flavor. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, which here's the real question. You have a, you have a member of your party that really wants to play a cavalier. However, you know, for a fact that there's going to be a lot of cramped dungeons. For some reason, they want to play a cavalier and out of the abyss. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get your horse in the underdark? <laughs> Here's the question. If they want to, and they said, well, if, if if that's the case, can I be a gnome that rides like a dog or something like that? That's actually pretty, like, that's actually pretty creative. I like that. Would you allow that? Hell yeah, I'll allow that. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure, because I would too. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even think about it, like reducing the size of the. Be, be like a halfling that rides like a boar or something <laughs> like that. Hey, that's cool. That's cool as hell. I like that. That would be scary too. Be... Seeing, a, seeing a fully armored halfling riding Presumably an armored boar as well through the Underdark. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just charge <laughs> oh man oh, that'd, that'd be awesome and this is what D is all about yep no <laughs> I'll, stupid, I'll, I'll stupid allow crap that. like that yeah, oh, I'll, yeah I'll, 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 I would definitely allow that 100% because that's, that's that's actually a pretty creative solution yeah, to the I mean, whole like it, that that was the, when I was reading over the Cavalier I'm like this seems really restrictive yeah. uh, to a certain degree you know because like 
if you're playing like a normal human knight with a horse, like you're not going to, you're, you're going to be really limited on where you can go. Yeah. <laughs> so also, like, yeah, no, you, having, you just got to kind of work around it. Yeah. And then, you know, having the horse, cause the horse will eventually be part of the party. Like there's no denying that. Like, let's say you can't get it into like the, the tight cave that everybody's trying to squeeze through. Like you got to leave it outside. That's kind of mean. What if it rains? <laughs> what if it rains? <laughs> <laughs> what if it gets lonely? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, the, well, the Cavalier, I, I, I get it. I understand where it's coming from. I know that there's a demand for it out there. I don't think I will ever play a Cavalier. I mean, I'm Unless not it's like a I, one-off. I'm not saying I wouldn't play a Cavalier. I'm just saying, like, I'm just really thankful that Wizards of the Coast um, included the word either you, your mount, or other creatures. Because if it said you or your mount, I'm like, okay, this might be a problem. You know, yeah. But but the fact that they kind of like, hey, I know you can't take your horse everywhere, so <laughs> you know. But it yeah, shows that it, they were aware of the issue. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 kudos to them to try to take this really what could have been a incredibly niche class and kind of broadening it a little bit better. Yeah. So for sure. Um. And and now. Probably the, I wouldn't say the weirdest choice for a subclass, but definitely the most interesting to me personally from a role-playing aspect is the samurai. When I heard that there was going to be a samurai. This was not what you were thinking, was it? No. <laughs> I, w- I was not, but after reading it, I'm like, okay, I guess it kind of makes sense. But I was, because I was, you know, you know me. I was like, yeah, fucking samurai. I'm going to be Rurori Kenshin, you know. You know, super dweep over here trying to like bring anime into the power of anime and God on my side. Um, (sighs) (laughs) um, I, I think I dig it, but it's based for what I, it feels like it's based on you just getting hit. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what it feels like to you or is it just me? It. Cause the whole, the whole point of this one is that you're the, 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 the romanticized version of a samurai. You're you're Tom Cruise, you know, in The Last Samurai. You get hit with arrows, you get hit with bullets, but you keep going because you have that prideful warrior spirit. And well, that well, that's really only the last ability. Well, I'm saying like, like the whole the whole like thing is just this like you have like this 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 like fighting spirit within you. And like, but I mean, well. I guess you can take into account like the base, like multi-attack stuff from a fighter. Because I was like, I well, was, I was thinking of it like separated from the actual fighter, but this adds to the attacking twenty-seven times in a turn. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, ex- well, I, exactly, and 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 like if you think about it, you like if you take the samurai subclass and you you uh, encompass it with action surge and the um, what's what's the one where they get extra health? Like they just like. You know, like they kind of like just brush off the damage. Oh, yeah. Geez. Um, anyways, yeah. So that, you know, uh, those two things, um, alongside the subclass, yeah, it really does kind of like add to that sort of romantic, um, like idea of the samurai. Um, I think it's really, I, I think it was a really interesting choice to have 
the samurai being a lot more role playing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, not not a lot more. I say a lot more. There's really only like two things that they get that's role playing. But the fact that they get any role playing aspects at all, you know, which as, is the a, elegant courtier, right? Uh, the elegant courtier and some of the bonus proficiencies because it's like insight, performance, persuasion, ah, blah see. blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, and so it kind of. To me, when I was reading this, it's like, yes, you are, you are like a, a warrior that's like, like tireless and like, you do have the fighting spirit, like you said, blah, blah, blah. But you are, you are also going to be dealing with royalty, you know, or, you know, something to that, you know, respect either that, or you're going to be representing some idea of like nobility and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, uh, but you know, you can say that I was, I was a little bit underwhelmed by it, uh, just because, I don't know, but, but I guess in reality, like, did I have an idea of what the samurai should have been? Because I don't think I did. But they decided to go with, you get a little bit of extra vitality, take a little bit more hits, and you're good at, like, dip- diplomacy, I guess you could say. Well, it's not only that, but it's you You also get the ability to hit a lot. <laughs> like, like if you... Okay, so, so the fighting spirit, it gives you advantage on your... Um, on your next attack roll. Yeah. Okay. Cool. However, if you use that in conjunction with a rapid strike, you can forego that advantage to just get another attack. The rapid strike so, is at level fifteen. Right, but also at level fifteen, you're going to be doing like what three bonus attack, like like three extra attacks, and then an action surge on top of that. Yeah. So this yes. so this really does conjure up that sort of anime image of like. The guy just like all you see is just like him pull out the sword and then put it back in and then the dude just like fall, <laughs> falls apart into like a bunch of cubes. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Uh, for but some but reason, also, I, no matter no matter how many times I reread it, part of me wants to play it, but the other part of me is like, well, that doesn't really sound like a lot of fun for me. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think. Know. I don't know. I think this might be something that would be fun. In like like you have to throw it into the action and see how it like feels. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Because because a, a lot of this is theorizing and like oh maybe like, a, maybe like maybe. a level seven test run, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just have like a just have like a one off that's like at tenth level. That way, yeah. like most of the classes can have like the full breadth of their abilities almost. However, though, Ooh. if I was playing a samurai, you bet you ass I'm gonna be like full on like. Anime, have the reverse, anime have the reverse blade. Oh hell like yeah! And I'm gonna have like the cross on my cheek, but my my hair is not gonna be orange. It's gonna be red. Oh wait, no, it's not gonna be red. It's gonna be like an off orange yellow. <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna be called like the little wolf or some crap. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That. The wanderer or some bullshit. And then like it's gonna have like it's gonna be always a really dark secret uh, past. I don't want anybody else to know, like that kind of bullshit. But he, but he's like, but like right now, he's like happy and bubbly. But if someone brings up his dark past, like his eyes get all yes, like yes, that's exactly. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you bet your ass, I'm gonna go for that. I don't even care. I, his name is gonna be Kuroni Wrenching. Wrenching. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, but, I'm I mean, an expert at coming out with names. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, I can't. You know what? I. You, can't knock it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but, but like even like this, hold on the samurai mixed with the like dexterity based fighter, like that, that springs up a lot to my mind because you know, the samurai were also really good at archery and stuff like that too. Yeah. yeah. 
So, Which, I mean, actually, ar- fun fact, archery was, like, their primary, like, damage output. The sword was really yeah. for close combat that you didn't want to get to that point. <laughs> and that's why, that's why, that's why they didn't really focus on shields, because yeah. they needed both, both hands for archery. Yeah, archery so, and, like, the, what was it? Not, I don't, I want to say spear, but they called it something else. That, that very long, long thing. Whatever. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But historically, <laughs> yes, you're right. Archery is, like, their main thing. That'd be so, pretty cool, so, yeah. like like that classic image of like the samurai with like the really long bow, the really really yeah, long bow. The the one where they had to like bring their arms up above them and then draw. And then draw, like, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Know, some, something from like Princess Mononoke, where the dude just mm-hmm. blows the guy's arms off with an arrow. Yeah, you know, and then like, and then, and then if you can like multi, can you multi class to a separate subclass? No. Oh. No, you cannot. No, I know you're trying to make some samurai arcane archer bullshit. But no, you hey, Andrew, so I want to play a, a samurai arcane archer bullshit. No, you can't. No. <laughs> no, Jose. No. Ah, no. <laughs> but no, I'm just I'm just saying, but like like a, a a samurai with like the 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 crossbow expert feat, which allows them to ignore range like like close combat range mm-hmm. when it comes to 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 range weapons and then like the sniper ability is like it, yeah it's terrifying but yeah. and but it also just kind of kind of wor- works with it and also keep in mind this is the this is probably the first time you came across the samurai subclass right yeah samurais were considered the worst subclass ever in 3.5 oh there was a samurai subclass and it was awful like it was useless. <laughs> so how useless? It I I don't remember it exactly, but I remember reading it and being like, "Wow, no one's ever going to use this." And then I looked up like, "Oh, what, you know, like best and worst classes of whatever." And sure enough, the samurai subclass, the samurai fighter, was considered the worst class in three point five. So yeah, just keep that in mind. <laughs> so the fact so the fact that it has any good uses at all makes it a lot better in my book. <laughs> no, well there you go. This is not, for me. It's like the first time ever, obviously for obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. So yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel this shows that like fighters do have a lot of flexibility, um, and it really is up to the player to like do whatever the hell they want to do with it. Because unlike other classes, like we said earlier, you know, it's not defined by oh you're a spellcaster, so you have to be a far the whole time and not get hit because right. you're squishy, like. You're not bound by anything, and and that can be intimidating. I understand why, um, mm-hmm. but fuck it, it's D and D. There's no wrong answer. Just fucking do it. But but it's also it's also like when you're even when you're creating a fighter, there's a lot you can do. Like there's a lot of things you can pull from because it's so it's so blank, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. so it's so like like if you can justify almost any background for a fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I actually think the neatest one would be a, like a sage fighter because I mean, think of it. Uh, what's, Oh God. Oh God. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the name. Rhaegar Targaryen from game of Thrones. Like he was a sage fighter. Like he was known to be really well learned, but he was also excellent in combat. Oh, yeah. Like kind of, yeah. a, you know, so like, or you can have like a criminal fighter. You can have a guild artisan fighter if you really wanted to. Like just a bartender that had too much. <laughs> he's just like he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and stop this evil myself, like kind of a thing. So, <laughs> you know, it's just I mean, it's it's really 
I see a lot of potential in fighters. You know, just from every sort of aspect, I see tons of potential. Same. And that's why I love them. That's why that's why they're in my top three. Yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, fighters, I, I, I feel the same. You know, I came in with fighters as in the easy class that, like, you can just give somebody and they'll get a, they'll get they'll get through it like a new player they'll get they'll get through a game with no problem but but like it, it holds up even with an with an experienced player you can you can take advantage and do a lot of different things with it i think a i think a fighter kind of encompasses the the saying easy to learn difficult to master, master. Mm-hmm. You, you know and yep. and it, because yeah it is, it is super easy to pick up a fighter but to really get the full breadth of what they can do yeah like and, and you re- you really have to like reach into like the the strange parts of your mind like you have to you have to get to the full extent of it you know and it's, yeah. it's really an exercise yeah yeah and, and with that being said you know props to howard because he plays fighters really really well yeah as someone as someone that i've I have known, and you told me that he normally plays spellcasters. He he is a really good fighter. Yeah, no, I'm always <laughs> like, surprised. Yeah, like I, uh, wow. Because he could have been, he could have been just another Vesemir and just hit things straight up. You know, Vesemir is my but, character, by the way, a blood hunter that just hits things. Well, I mean, you you, all, you do other things as well, but you also hit things really, really well. Um, but no, but he like he sees like hey. Like this person can hit things really well too. I'm going to give them another mm-hmm. chance because because he, well, I mean, with his plus two greatsword, maybe not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but but before that, he was like, hey, this guy can do more damage than me, and he, you know, he he usually rolls really good. So I'm going to give him another chance. You know, kind of get this enemy out of the way, sort of a deal. But eh, but I mean, on top of that, like he's been. He's been playing in character, but he's he's also been very smart. Like he's also been thinking very tactically. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I think if you really want like a good idea on how to play a fighter, just just uh, just check up on any of our live streams. We usually play every Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you'll have a blast. Uh, not just because of uh, the good fighters and the good players in there, but just because of all the shenanigans that uh, that happened. Which brings us brings us to a segment that we haven't done in a while, Andrew. Highlights. Highlights. You have anything fun oh. to share about the past few? Uh... <laughs> no, no, I do not. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude? Okay, so I actually, I actually do want to bring up the session highlight for me personally, uh-huh. and I know this is going to sound really selfish, but this was my highlight was when you guys finally came up to the vampire amber stone. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like. I, I, I was like legitimately like waiting for this moment. I'm like, okay. So you want to, you want to give us, cause we've, we've been, we haven't done highlights for a while. So I don't know if you want to give a little, uh, a little bit of a recap up to the point. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give a brief recap. Um, so, so the, the, uh, the party has gotten almost all of the, um, Barovian fortunes. The only one they haven't found yet was a weapon to help, uh, take out Strahd which they deduced might be in a place called the Amber Temple, which is this horrifying place in the middle of the mountains that even getting there was like a, well, was, was like a son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, we, we almost died like on the first room. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then once they got in, it's just been nothing but explosions and death and whatnot and stone golems smashing in people's faces <laughs> and 
Um, so anyway, so in so in this amber temple, there's like these these amber sarcophagus, and they give you dark powers and whatnot. A lot of these people, a lot of the party has used it to gain 25 strength. I don't know why the warlock wants to do that, but hey, you know what? Good on you. You do you. We, we have a beefy <laughs> warlock. We there's all that we started out with what I thought were a bunch of buff boys, but now we got a buff bunch of buff boys and girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only thing is that like, you know, like you might potentially come evil, blah, blah, blah. Vesemir has become straight up evil <laughs> because, because due to his character, he wants to investigate a lot of these stuff. So he's like, Ooh, what's this? What's this? What's this? And every time you touch a sarcophagus, you have to make a charisma saving throw. If you fail it, you shift alignments and yeah. his alignment shift was violent. to yeah. <laughs> And, and along, I, I think the majority of the party is evil now, right? I, except for, I, I think, except I think for, the only ones that aren't evil are uh, Lilith and Smalljax. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, and that's because they they keep passing those checks, man. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Smalljax to become evil. He is like, he's doing really good on his charisma checks. Yeah, I don't um, think I don't think I don't think the uh, Lilith is gonna become evil because you know it's a warlock. But yeah, well maybe. <laughs> Anyways, um, I mean we're not out of the Amber Temple yet. So so they finally came across like these amber sarcophagus and one of them had the power one actually one of them had a um a prerequisite like you had to be a spellcaster that can use a ninth level spell which nobody could so it's like okay that's fine whatever and then one of them had the it said the power to bring back the ancient dead and only one person did that which i think was casimir uh, but then there was one that was like, "Ooh, I am the I am the power of the vampire and whatnot. My prices are high and whatnot." So Jose and Alex is like, "I'm going to touch the stone." I muted the rest of the party so they couldn't hear what I was saying, and you guys immediately start talking about murdering people in the party. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, "Okay, I got Rictavio, Smalljack. You take care of Casimir." <laughs> like this kind of a thing, and. And and the rest of the party was like freaking out. Like they're like, I can't hear you and stuff like that. They and even I, try to go into the stream so they can hear it. Yeah, a bunch of cheating, <laughs> cheating fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so Jose had to mute the stream. <laughs> it was it was a very meta experience, and I loved it. Um, um, Dude. Anyways, yeah. Um. So so you so this was the moment I was looking forward to because I'm like. I'm like, oh wait a minute, he's gonna fucking kill Rictavio. Like this moment, <laughs> this moment has been building since the winery. <laughs> like he's gonna, he's gonna murder this dude in cold blood. But you didn't. You actually decided that you know, true power doesn't come from a stone. It came from you smashing that stone to bits. <laughs> so, and and like and like and like I even like carefully tooled it to where like okay Rick Tavi's gonna take a little bit of health here from this yeah you tell me about that after <laughs> so I can kill him in one hit so that way you can like kill him in one hit and I was like I was like oh, we're, we're gonna do this this is gonna happen I'm like this is, <gasps> this is gonna this is gonna be the moment where Vesemir becomes the villain but no no sure enough listen oh well listen all I'm gonna say about that bit is that I've never had such an existential crisis <laughs> in a D&D game <laughs> That's but reserved for everyday life, okay? <laughs> but you thought about it. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah, so, from my end... So, oh, I go think, ahead. No, think, finish, finish your highlight. I, I, I just want to say, I think I could tell, because immediately after you touched that stone, we went into combat, 
and you were like distracted the whole time. Like your character and you were distracted the whole time. I, like I was. You, like I was, you were just sit, sitting there thinking about it. I was legitimately thinking about it the whole time. Because I was okay. So my character's always been so from the beginning. My character's always been very curious about death, any form of death, right? right. So my character's all about checking things, and that's what's gotten us into the most trouble, really, through the whole adventure. In the Amber Temple, like, one of the first things, I think, before we even found one of the stones was a dead body with a staff. Yep. My character's like, well, shit, it's a dead body. Let me investigate. And you mentioned you the staff, and I'm body. like, I, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I grabbed the staff, got cursed right away. You know? Yep. We find the sarcophagus. Fucking tap him. I don't care. What, what does this one say? What does this one say? Then I failed. I got one that gave me the flaw that I need that I wanted power no matter what. That was the staff. The staff is. What, oh, the what staff gave me the. Yeah, I wanted power no matter what, no matter what the cost is. And then, uh, well, no matter what the cost is now, but like I, I seek power or whatever the hell. Um, and then the and then another one gave me the evil alignment because I failed the, the check. So when I got to the vampire bid. Well. It, it, it don't don't forget you also got one where your flaw was i like to bully people and i want them yeah feel weak yes <laughs> and then yeah exactly so when i got to the vampire one i don't play evil characters every time i try to do like an evil run of like gta or like uh, uh even 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 going back to like fable you're still like i can't do it it's not my play style so, I don't want the people. I don't want the people to feel sad. <laughs> exactly. And then, like Andrew challenged me. He's like, you know, what? like try to play, see how it goes. So I took well, that too because 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 he told me like I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, so okay. uncomfortable being the evil guy. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, look, you don't have to like burn down an orphanage. It's a it's a small change. It's, it's like no, it's not because it's not even like it's not even like it's not even like evil or neutral evil or lawful. No, no, it's chaotic evil. So, like, that already puts, like, a whole other layer in it. Anyways, so I get to the vampire one. It tells me, you have to kill. No, you can be, you have the power of a vampire. But you have to kill somebody you revere or love, which was uh, Rictavio because he was, like, my childhood hero. I love, by the way, that that fact came in, like, way later after I make my character, just because why not? Yeah, um, that, that, that actually, that was all pure coincidence. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, you just played out really <laughs> so. nicely. And then the other thing was that um, loved ones had to kill me. I had to get killed by the land, like, which will be the party. Right. So so mm. ideally what was supposed to happen was that you killed Rictavio and then they all just ganged up on you and killed you. Right. Which, you know, I stepped away and I'm like, okay, mechanically, they're probably not going to kill me. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, it's asking a lot from them to kill me. So it wouldn't have right. worked anyways. But role-playing wise... I had, oh my god, the whole fight. I wasn't even aware that there were two freaking uh, um, vampire spawns near me. That whole fight, I was just like weighing the pros. How can I justify not doing it? Like, I was just like, if I do it, what's going to happen to my character? Like, I don't want to end it like this. But like, all these flaws, like, all these things that my character sheet says I have to do. You know, it's like my character flaws. So I came to that to the conclusion that because of everything that Vesemir has seen in Barovia and how and everything he's learned about Strahd because of the book that Lilith found and how all his stuff is all his life has been essentially misery. He does have all this great power, but he's like trapped in a sense. 
Mm-hmm. I came to the conclusion that like Vesemir did not want, he wanted power, but he wanted to use the power, not just be trapped or be like contained to a certain place or anything. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So like that's, that's, that, that was, that was Vesemir's thought process on there. Me as a player, I'm like, cause dude, I almost, I almost killed Rictavio. I was so close to killing Rictavio. I, I, I was like, I, when, when you brought the sword up, I'm like, he's going to. I was so close. The only reason I didn't do it, and it was one of the parts that weighted me against not doing it, was or against doing it, was that at some point in the battle, I was hurt. Not like critically hurt or anything, but like Rick Tavio said, Let me heal you, son, and healed me. And like I don't know if it was like me as a person or the character itself. But I was just like, oh, I can't kill this old fool. And I couldn't bring myself to do it. And that's how it became to, the, to like the rationalization of like, you know, I don't want to be trapped. I don't want to be like uh, controlled, you know, all this bullshit that comes with being a vampire. When when you said when you said that was what did it, I was like, fuck. You wanted me to <laughs> kill Rick Tavier, didn't you? I it would I mean did I want you to kill Rictavio? No. Would it have been an incredibly dramatic moment and yes. turning point in the story? Hell yes. Yes, it would have been. It would have been. <laughs> so So but, I mean like you it, it would it would have it would have played to your disadvantage to kill Rictavio. In the long run it would have. Right. However, it would have made for a damn good story. Oh man, it would have been <laughs> fucking glory. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it too. Cuz I'm like what other like I wish this would happen in one of my campaigns. Some sort of like crazy ass like decision like this to any of my players. You know what I mean? But like I, I and that's why I was going to take it until he fucking healed me and he called me son. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I, I can't I mean, kill this I, old fool. I was I was also going to like make it even more sympathetic. Like he painfully limps over to you because he got hurt or some crap like that. I'm like, no, 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 don't don't turn up the juice because I don't want to sway his person, you know, his decision i just want to like you know kind of <laughs> you know just i wanted to put rictavio right there so that so that way in case in case you did want to do it he's right there you don't have to go through anybody but also if there was like sort of like a conflict like maybe he could have like talked to you kind of a deal like talked you out of it kind of a thing like I, like yeah. that way like i position him so i I didn't position him just to kill him. I know that's what most people are going to get out of this conversation, <laughs> but I positioned him in, in a way. So that way, like I wanted him to be the foil to that argument, you yeah. know, because, oh, because like his backstory, you got a backstory, which you guys have not explored, but his backstory is that he kind of did some horrible things to hunt monsters kind of a deal. So mm-hmm. he like, he, uh, he understands the whole, like, to hunt monsters, you have to become a monster. Yeah. Sort of a thing. Which and I, like, my character's a blood hunter, so he's that's his whole right. thing. Yeah. So so that was gonna like that was gonna be like his argument if if there was like a role playing moment. Like don't but, don't 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 make my mistakes type situation. Yeah, like hey look, I know what you're thinking. I've been down this road, it's bad. <laughs> so oh, like, man. You know, let me tell yeah. you, it was the most like emotionally intense moment I've had. In a D&D game. And I, yeah. I, I thank you for that because it was fucking epic. I wish there was a way to record all the thoughts I was going through my head. 
and like and like display them or something because like holy shit dude that i don't even remember the fight i just remember like there was a bunch of like vampire spawns and they got killed that's it i don't remember what happened who casted what who did what okay. none of that so so i have to say you had you had a bit of an internal struggle as far as i'm aware small drags was still down to kill Kaz. i know <laughs> because he he was like he was like hey are we gonna do this yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but no but no here's here's a really funny part okay so then lilith decided she wanted to touch the stone i i guess just to see what what all the hubbub was about yeah and i did the exact same thing i muted the party and i gave her the the kind of the script that you guys that you guys got like hey this is this is the gift of the vampire you know like like my my uh my power is great, but my price is heavy. And she goes, nope. And just immediately takes her hand off the stone. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, then fine. <laughs> just like, and then I just unmuted her. <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. I, I, I love that. It was like the best part. And like, I just wanted to make it as dramatic as possible. Cause I know that like Lilith thought I was going to do it. And like, I'm pretty sure like, like, uh, small tracks. Um, yeah. Small tracks thought I was going to do it. So that's why I did the whole thing with like, I put my hand on his shoulder and I pull out my sword and I always still like I made I made a point to like remind everybody that I still had the sword in my hand. But then like I, I asked you, I asked you like in whisper, I was like, what would it take to break this down? So you knew what was going to happen, I think. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But like I wanted to make sure and like Lilith gets really close to me. <laughs> Just, like, I really... really- I really liked that Lilith and Smalljax were the angel and devil on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Smalljax is like, come on, man, they're right there. We can do it. Like, like Casimir only has, Casimir has four, uh, has only like forty health. We could take him. <laughs> Dude, he was. <laughs> but no, I decided. I, like, I... He's, he, his alignment is still good. He hasn't changed alignment. <laughs> can you imagine if it was a bad? But yeah, uh, and like, and that's why I decided to turn around and like smash this stone. Like nobody else is gonna get that power. Cause I want to be except the strongest for, one. Oh, except for me. Yeah, <laughs> so. but no, it was it was a great it was a great moment in the adventure. Uh, Jesus, that was fantastic. Oh my gosh, I know it just <laughs> it just it, the like okay. So I was expecting you guys to go through the Amber Temple and you know explore. You know you're gonna get some powers. Blah blah blah. I I forgot. Or either I forgot or I, or I didn't read it, but I forgot that your alignment changes based on the stones and stuff like that. <laughs> so so then after like the first couple of times that you that your that the alignments changed and you got all those flaws and stuff like that, I read up on the one for the vampire. I'm like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna fucking kill Rictavia. <laughs> 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 and and I kind of came to the realization that this like sort of naturally happened because up until this point you have been shit talking on Rictavia. Oh, dude! Time. Because You've... yeah, I have. <laughs> like, in like, character like, and outside of character. Too. Like, like you've had like this extreme like don't meet your heroes thing going on, and you've just been like crapping on him this whole time. Because just so you guys know, like Vesemir is a is a monster hunter. He's a, he's, a, he's like a witcher type type guy. And we he's meet, a witcher. Yeah, and we meet and we meet Rictavio, who's like a, a monster hunter as well. And he's like a writer or whatever the hell. And like he, he he literally wrote the book on monster hunting. Right. So like, you know, me being just like, you know, trying to like roleplay and add a little bit to the story, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy. Like, you know, I love his books. I can't believe he's here. Here, sign my copy or whatever. You know, big fan type situation. And then like through some things that he did, which wasn't even like it wasn't even like 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 cowardly cow, uh it wasn't it wasn't that he so 
I I think I think what happened was that a lot of people were expecting him to be like the big hero, like you yeah. know, like the puffed out chest and whatnot. But then they realized he's just very pragmatic, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, hey, look, a win's a win. Fight dirty." Yeah. So like, <laughs> Vesemir, Vesemir, like as soon as like that kind of stuff started happening, <laughs> he just like straight up like, "Don't ever meet your heroes. They're a fucking disappointment." <laughs> and just shit, he was shitty talking uh, uh, Rictavio the whole time. And then except this that, happened. Except for that time he cast Magic Circle and and Arc. Oh yeah, except for that time. That that was that was the godsend. That was great. But, but oh, and then, then and then that happened. We're like, you had this the whole time. Yeah, and even then you're like a broken clock is right twice a day. Kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like even when he did something right, you were like crapping on him. Yeah. I loved it. This was awesome. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no, that was that was oh, that moment was intense. I I, I had to rewatch it because like. I was. I never thought so hard in a, in a D&D game. However, uh, a, a very close second has to be when you guys were thinking about pushing over the statue. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my highlight too. For like, <laughs> just fucking push well, it. Just well, well, because okay, so let's just push it over. Go, hold on, because you have to explain a little bit of what happened. Okay, we, okay. We're so, going. We're so, going. We're going through the stones. Yeah, and go ahead. So in the amber in the amber temple, like in the centerpiece of the amber temple, is this is a statue, and on top of the statue is just an orb of darkness. Yeah, something from in the darkness, which you guys eventually found out was Arcanaloth. Something from inside the darkness was just blasting you guys with spells. Like you couldn't even get close to it because it kept on like peppering you with magic missile or fireball or yeah. something like that. So so it kind of can't. I, and to be perfectly honest with you, I thought you guys were just going to take care of it. Session one inside the Amber Temple. I did not realize it was going to become like a boss fight. <laughs> um, so this thing has been building up to like this is this whatever's in the statue is the menace. Like, yeah, it, like you guys have been sneaking around it, like trying to get around it and whatnot. And, and then so you guys find a stone that gives everyone 25 strengths. I kind of went over that before. So then, so then you just asked me, "Hey, we're all twenty-five strength now. Can we just push the statue? <laughs> Can we just push it out the door? <laughs> push! <laughs> oh, Fucking hell! <God. laughs> yeah, and oh, yeah. It, 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 it did not. All, it did not only also, give us twenty-five strength. It gave us the flaw that we like to bully people and push people around." And like you have, we have. I always, I, I try to imagine it from Rictavio's perspective, because what it was is that Rictavio was not in the room, and mm-hmm. you know I've been picking on him this whole time. So like he walks, we the whole party walks into this one room, and like it's it's five of us, it's five of us, right? Yeah, almost yeah. everybody. The only person that doesn't take the stone is Talaxia. Talaxia, they all we all take we all take the twenty five. So we all call normal size, and we come out like super beefy, like gym yes. rat stuff. <laughs> Super swole, like yeah. the size of your fucking head. Kind and of all this way. happened within like a minute. And Rick Tyler's like, what the fuck <laughs> in there? And then I'm oh. like, hey, we're all 25 strength. Like, what would it take to legit just push the statue out of the Ember Temple? <laughs> <laughs> just push, push it somewhere else. <laughs> oh, and it also doesn't help that ever since Berez, for whatever reason, Berez was the kickoff point. But ever since you guys went to Berez, there's been at least one SpongeBob reference per session. Every single time. <laughs> Every single. Actually, I think the last session was the only one we didn't have a reference to it. But no, I'm pretty sure that was one. We just didn't make such a big deal of it because there was so much happening. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. Damn. But yeah. Uh, Fighters. It's not about. It's not all about strength. It's about knowing the field and your weapons and how to use them. 
Right. And, and, and like, if, if you really do want to play a class that like is just hitting things and just purely combat, then like go for like a barbarian, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that, that's what they are good at. Like they're good at murdering people. Yeah. But and, you know, like when, when you do play a fighter, like unless you're playing a champion fighter, like if you're playing a fighter, just kind of, you know, keep, keep in mind that it's battlefield control. Like yeah. you're the tactician, you know? So you are you are you are a fighter, not a murderer. Okay. Right. You might have a sword and a board, but you won't be bored with a fighter. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna leave it at that. Thank you guys for uh, listening to this episode. Wait, little... no, let me try. Wait, let me try that again. <laughs> no, Andrew, you don't get a second chance. You fucked it up. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you uh, learn a little bit about fighters. They're a fun class. Don't 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 think they're boring. They're not at all. Um, make oh, sure, no, not a, not yeah, a, yeah, not at all. Make sure to watch us uh, live on Wednesdays. We are getting to the end of uh, Curse of Strahd. It's been an amazing adventure, and you guys will have a blast. Um, yep. We they, also they, f- they finally hit the level cap for the uh, for the adventure. We did it. So we did it, bro. Yeah. We did it, bro. We did Best it, bro. Piece. Cabo, Cabo. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you for listening. We are trying. We're releasing episodes uh, biweekly now. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or actually anywhere that you listen to your podcast, and we should be there. Mm-hmm. If not, leave us a message. Um, if, make sure- if not, give them a terse letter, and we will sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Make sure to uh, rate us, follow us, give us a review, uh, thumbs up, five stars, whatever it is. It helps us out. Um, we need we, we need to make some money out of this. <laughs> We're making money. <laughs> no, I said we need to. I know this so so far this has been a money sink. <laughs> oh <my> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and uh, and get excited because we're going to be we're going to be talking about our favorite two classes. Ooh, um, those are going to be great. Oh, I know. I I am I am actually about equally parts excited to talk about both of them. So Just to give you just to give you a, a little preview. Um when Andrew first introduced me, oh no, when Andrew and I first started talking about 5E <laughs> we were with the girlfriends and we were going to like a mall or something and the whole time we did not stop talking about clerics oh dude i i was i was educating him on how on i was literally preaching the gospel yeah. <laughs> about how awesome clerics are and so. I, it was like a it was like a what like a 45 minute ride and it was just like him trying to like trying to sell it and i'm like i'm already sold bro you don't even have to talk about it <laughs> And the girlfriends were like, oh, my God, please shut up. <laughs> Pre- preaching to the choir on this one. <laughs> yeah, so that, that should be fun. Uh, we have what? Next one is cleric. And then no, uh, next one's wizard. And then, and then we have cleric number one. And and then we got cleric. And then that's going to be the end of our season, right? Yeah, that'll be the end of the season. Wow. We have a season already. How about that? Yeah. 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 And then we're going to take then we're going to take a uh, a small uh, six to eight month break. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We're going to start recording. Daily, we're gonna do daily shows now. Oh, hey, welcome to Attack of Opportunity. Today we're gonna <laughs> give me that content, Andrew. Crank that lever. <laughs> it's not fucking YouTube. <laughs> if you want to make money, you gotta start doing dailies, man. No, but no, seriously, um, yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're approaching I'll, the. I want to quit my job that has pretty good benefits. Yeah. And I pay. <laughs> to follow this bullshit. Alright, uh, yeah, but with that Thank you guys for listening uh, Make sure to stay safe out there I know it's uh, kind of crazy out right now um, <laughs> yeah. So 
if you know the is your break uh welcome to the club uh wednesdays get a little bit of an escape at 6 30 p.m um we're about to be done with the christmas strat we're gonna move on to avernus so well, that's gonna be great um well i mean i thought we were gonna be close to being done with christmas strat because i was like oh yeah the amber temple should be like Maybe two sessions. Nope. <laughs> and we're like on what? Session five? Yeah, it's like <laughs> session five for the Amber Temple. But yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week, day, um, and keep on adventuring. You guys have a good stay, day. Stay safe. Quit touching your face. Watch touch your, your face. Don't, don't wipe your hands. Your face. Don't wash your hands. Don't wash your hands. Don't don't listen to no. Don't wash your hands. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. Bye. Bye. I take that back. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face.